And welcome to Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman with you here. We are presented by International Diamond Center, as always. Friday, November 22nd, the Magic in Indianapolis, Indiana right now, getting set for the Pacers. That'll be tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, pregame at 6.30, right here on 96.9 The Game. Uh, the Magic with some medical news yesterday, of course, both Aaron Gordon, Nick Vucevic, uh, bow out of that Raptors game with ankle injuries, and they did get MRIs yesterday in Indianapolis. Aaron Gordon diagnosed with a right ankle contusion. His return to action will depend on how he responds to treatment. Nick Vucevic diagnosed with a right lateral ankle sprain. He'll be reevaluated in approximately 7 to 10 days. So you have to assume that uh, until the end of this road trip, at the very least, the Magic will be without two-fifths of their starting lineup, and now it's just, you know, it's fill-in by committee. Um, you're going to have a lot of Mobamba, a lot of Kim Birch, obviously, in place of Nick, and both of those guys need to step up. Uh, and then with AG, you know, it's it's difficult because he does so much for this team kind of across the board. Defensively, obviously, Jonathan Isaac is going to have to, you know, even do a little bit more, which is sort of mind-boggling, but he's going to be asked... Uh, to probably swap back and forth between uh, different guys. It's just sort of the comfort level and that kind of cushion that Steve Clifford has when you have two guys like Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac who are so versatile defensively and can check guys really one through five in today's NBA. You know, you don't have that uh, cushion anymore with AG out. So J.I. is going to have to be even more all over the place. I think sort of defensively as far as lineups and rotations go, getting Michael Carter-Williams back uh, will Definitely help out on that end of the floor. And then with Gordon offensively, you're just going to need some playmaking and creating um, because I think you can replace the points that Aaron gives you on a night-to-night basis. But, you know, one of the most underrated aspects of Aaron's game is the way he creates for his teammates. So the point guards are going to have to step up between Markel and DJ. And then I also think with a guy like Evan Fournier, uh, and this includes Vooch as well, you know, both Aaron Gordon and Vucevic are such good passers that with a guy like Fournier who's asked to, you know, typically just be a scorer, you want him to do more on the offensive side of the ball. You want him to create for his teammates a little bit more. And the Magic offense, you know, one big indicator for the Magic offense to me is you get Evan Fournier up above four assists a night and he's shooting the ball efficiently, which he's done recently. If you can tap into that playmaking that Evan Fournier brings, um, that's going to be huge coming uh, coming down these next couple weeks uh, as the Magic try to get healthy the Indiana Pacers aren't necessarily healthy either, and let's get an update on that. We head to the hotline. My guest for the program tonight covers the Indiana Pacers uh, in Indianapolis for Fox Sports Indiana. Pacers pregame, postgame host, sideline reporter Jeremiah Johnson joins me now. You can follow him on Twitter. It is at JJFS Indiana. Uh, and Jeremiah does an outstanding job. Essentially the Dante Marcatelli of the Indiana Pacers, I think. If I had to, if I had to do the job description, Jeremiah, how you doing? Pretty good, yeah. Dante, Dante, and I have a similar role. Some teams have uh, more than one person, but we kind of try to do it all. And I always enjoy talking with Dante, so it'll be good to see him again on Saturday when the Magic comes to town. Can you give us any sort of a what's he like on the road? Is he different? Does he does he big time you? Is he? I mean, Dante is my boss, so uh, he he doesn't oh, ever big time no. me. He I mean, needs yeah. stuff from I mean, me. Obviously, he'll be listening, so I'll say all nice things. But in general. <laughs> uh, when I, I have my rankings of sideline reporters around the NBA, he is near the top. So I certainly uh, enjoy talking with him. And the wealth of experience and knowledge that he brings to the game is also appreciated. I believe not a single word of that, uh, but I appreciate <laughs> I, I appreciate it. All right, Jeremiah, tell me about the Pacers. Um, I said before the season that even before they got Victor Oladipo back, this is going to be a good, solid team because all Nate McMillan teams are good, solid teams. And sure enough, 
We've already seen them. Uh, they come into the Magic's building, get a win, what, a, a week ago Sunday. And Magic obviously looking for a little revenge in your guys' house. But this team, I mean, 8-6 and six to start the season. I think probably some people had lower expectations because of what I said about Oladipo. But um, am, am I wrong? I mean, a Nate McMillan team, I don't care who you're trotting out there. They're going to be smart. They're going to play hard. And it's easy to win a whole lot of games that way in this league. Yeah, I don't even know if it's just Nate McMillan. It seems like it's been an identity of the Pacers over the last 15 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. They had Paul George, who was viewed as a superstar, but he didn't start that way. And for so many years, you're just kind of building around good, solid players. You think a couple of years ago when they kind of remade the roster, they acquired a lot of good, solid players like Boyan Bogdanovich and Darren Collison, and they had Thaddeus Young. And those guys moved on, and now they've kind of gone the same route. I mean, Jeremy Lamb's not going to create big headlines on ESPN.com, but he's a, he's a good NBA player. And the same could be said for T.J. Warren. And I think the franchise believes that Malcolm Brogdon can be even more than he was in Milwaukee. But they had to add to the roster. They had to kind of create a new identity. But in some ways, the identity is the same as it's always been. They don't have as really um, as good of individual defenders as maybe they had last season, but they have that culture. And I'll point to assistant coach Dan Burke, who has been here since the Larry Bird days of coaching the late 90s, how many times does an assistant coach stay in one place through all the head coaching changes? He's the defensive coordinator. He kind of sets um, the game plan on that end of the floor, and that's why the defense has been so good for a number of years. You mentioned Lamb. It sounds like he's going to be back tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, it sounds like it. He and T.J. McConnell both went through practice on Thursday and Friday, and Nate McMillan said they're both questionable, but I think if all goes well, it does look like they're both trending towards being able to play. And Jeremy Lamb told me, at practice yesterday, you know, he didn't even kind of hesitate at all. I'm playing. So it's been a little over two weeks since he suffered a sprained ankle in Charlotte. So it's kind of the timing for, you know, not a high ankle sprain, but, a, you know, a badly sprained ankle for him to come back. And I know the Magic are kind of dealing with some of ankle injuries of their own. Will he slot into the starting lineup in place of Justin Holiday? Is that how that'll work? I don't think Nate's declared it just yet, but that's been kind of his, uh, his deal is you don't really lose playing time or starting rotations time uh, due to injury. And that's until Victor Oladipo comes back, you know, Jeremy Lamb's a starting caliber player on this team. So it does look like that he would be, you know, moving back into the starting lineup right now. Malcolm Brogdon is listed as doubtful and did not do very much at practice on Friday. So they're set to have yet another different starting lineup. If they would start Jeremy Lamb and then possibly Aaron holiday would get to stay at the point guard position. How about the Holiday brothers? I mean, the win over Brooklyn the other night, both scored 20 points or more in that game. I think that it's the first time that's ever happened in NBA history. What's it been like seeing those two guys who, you know, they're, they're the second and third holidays that come up when you're talking about holidays in the NBA, but uh, it's got to be kind of special seeing those two playing together and playing well. Yeah, you know, if anybody's listening, if you have more than one son or more than one daughter, so many times you say they're like night and day, they're not even the same at all. And I guess that's how I would compare Aaron and Justin, having gotten to know Aaron last year, his rookie season, he's so quiet. He's so, um, you know, reserved, kind of laid back. But they're both great basketball players in terms of having that in their bloodlines. And so Justin Holiday is really talkative. He's, you know, expansive in interviews. And when they get on the court, though, they kind of have that connection that only brothers would have. And to see that in Brooklyn, to see them in the starting lineup together, which you know, obviously happened due to injuries, but they took advantage of it. And it was just kind of like they were at the playground. Now, they didn't play a lot of playground basketball growing up because of such the age difference. Right. You mentioned Drew. You know, Justin's the older brother. He's the oldest pacer. He's 30. And Aaron is, you know, 22 or 23. So it's not like they grew up playing against each other, but it kind of looked like they had when they were dissecting the Nets on Monday. 
What's uh what's Turner looked like since he's since he's come back and and really where is he in, in his in his growth? Where's his game at now and what's the ceiling look like? I mean, obviously, uh, if you've watched him a little bit, you know that the defensive potential could be through the roof. But I feel like this guy is sort of like a you know a volcano waiting to erupt. I think the league's going to be in trouble when he figures it all out. Yeah, you know, at this point, I kind of feel like there's so much pressure on him to improve offensively and you accept that he's a really elite defensive player and, and maybe he may not be the, you know, 20 point per game scorer offensively, especially on a team when he's playing alongside DeMontis Sabonis, who is, you know, a really more skilled offensive player. He is starting to, you know, maybe take a little bit of a backseat. He's more on the perimeter now offensively when Sabonis is in the game, but they haven't had extensive time together in this two big lineup because of injuries. Miles missed eight games with a sprained ankle. So he came back last Saturday in the game against Milwaukee. But, you know, the Pacers had a weird schedule where they played Saturday and Monday, and they have not played since. So he's only had two games back from the injury. I thought his conditioning was pretty good, all things considered, that he missed eight games. But defensively, he's still a presence. He's still kind of learning to play alongside Sabonis, where he's more on the perimeter and Sabonis is inside. he's not a true post-game type of player, not a back-to-the-basket player. But his shooting for a big man, you know, it should should last a long time in this league. I mean, we just got done seeing Brooke Lopez and how he's kind of made himself into a three-point shooter. Miles has been that his whole career. So if he can get the post-up game, you're right, then everyone's going to be scared or everyone's going to be kind of paying attention. But even if he doesn't, I don't think you could – you should, you know, cause – you know, for concern because he does a number of other things well. And as long as you have a good team around him, um, he's going to have a good spot in this league. Yeah, not to mention with, with him specifically, if the jumper's there, everything else can kind of figure itself out. With big men in 2019 in the NBA, if you can space the floor a little bit, you're going to be able to figure out the post stuff and, and everything else. I mean, I think he's already got the tools in place where the offense will come around eventually, but that's largely because he can shoot the 17 to 20 footer, right? Yeah, and everyone just wants to look down and see the scoring. But the one thing that I'll, if you're watching Pacer games or you're even looking ahead to this game against the Magic, it's the rebounding that he can make some strides, and that's how he could make himself into, I think, an elite player. Sometimes he kind of forgets about that aspect of it. But when the Pacers are at their best, they're really you know, winning the rebounding battle. They struggled the first couple of weeks of the season, and since they've been out rebounding most of their opponents. And Sabonis is always going to get rebounds. Sometimes Miles gets the you know, shot blocking opportunities and he's not in position to get the rebounds, but if he can actually crash and get, you know, three or four offensive boards a game and still keep his man off the glass, that's the area that he could improve and I think will improve as the season goes along. And then with Sabonis, I mean, is this is this one of those things where the numbers might drop off when the entire team gets healthy or can we just expect this from Sabonis because he's been phenomenal so far this year and it looks like he's He's another guy. I mean, I can't tell if he's scratching the surface and he's only going to get better as he gets gains experience and gets smarter, or is he already sort of at his peak? Uh, obviously, as you age and, and gain experience, you get better, but he looks like a pretty polished player already. He's continued to improve now in his third season with the Pacers, and I think you almost throw away his rookie season in Oklahoma City sure. because they had him playing that four role, and they had him kind of outside the three-point arc, and he couldn't get any rebounds with Russell Westbrook taking all of them, but uh, I think the question going into the season was he did so much of his damage last season against second-unit centers. How would he do against the elite 
centers in the NBA, at least in terms of offense, and the numbers are there. The thing that I will say that I I think he'll continue these numbers is the Pacers pretty much run their offense through Sabonis. No matter who's on the court, the point guard just looks to Sabonis. He'll start with a pick and roll. They want to get him the ball on the high post because he's such a good passer. He's not the shooter that Miles Turner is, but if this offense for Indiana is moving and and really it's working, it's because of Sabonis. So I think – the minutes, he's a guy that, you know, works hard. He never, you know, he gets hit on the side of the head, on the shoulder. He gets, you know, gashes, it seems like, on a regular basis and never seems to affect him. So um, there are times in a season, I thought last season when Miles was out, maybe he wears down just a little because he plays so hard. And, you know, the last couple of weeks he hasn't had the best of shooting nights. His field goal percentage, I think, is down just a little bit. But as he gets used to the extended playing time, the numbers, I think, will be there because he's such an important part of the offense. Is this dad ever around? I think they live in Spain, uh, if if I recall, Arvidas. Uh, does he ever come by? So the last two seasons, uh, he and his wife and some family members have been in town in December. They try to pick a two- or three-week period of time where they can catch you know, four or five games. So we've seen them um, in December or kind of around the holidays. And I thought he was still in Lithuania, but he could be spending some time in Spain as well. So I did talk to him last year. He's kind of camera shy, and Domas isn't really – um, one that, that loves the interviews either, but I did talk to him off camera a little bit, and he was mentioning how obviously they stay up and at all hours to try to watch the game. So I expect to see him at some point this season, but sometimes he'll be here and no one will really know it if he's kind of hiding in a in a suite. Although if you look up to the suite level and they happen to be at a game, you can't miss him no. because of his presence. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. Jeremy Johnson, my guest uh, from Fox Sports Indiana. We're talking Pacers as the Magic gets set for the Pacers tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be a 7 o'clock tip. You mentioned, Jeremiah, the personnel and, and just sort of the way, you know, the Brogdons of the league. T.J. Warren is another one of those guys. If you watch the league, then you know that T.J. Warren was a good, solid player just on bad teams in Phoenix, and he had a knock uh, that he was injury-prone. Of course, I don't know why you would play 82 games for you know a 20-win Phoenix team, but you look at the way T.J. Warren has slid in, and I know Brogdon is banged up right now, but it just feels like there's sort of an emphasis on we're just going to bring in good, solid basketball players that fill in the cracks. T.J. Warren has done just that, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think the other thing that you think about last season's Pacers team, it's kind of... It kind of expired, that group. With Oladipo out, they just had some limitations offensively in that Celtics series, and there were a couple of games where really the Pacers were in position to kind of put the Celtics out of their misery if they just didn't have some lulls in games and some bad quarters, and they just had some times where they just could not score. So there was a concerted effort from the front office's perspective to bring in some some better scorers, some guys that could make plays, and I think T.J. Warren you know, fits under that category you were concerned about the defensive drop-off because even though Boyan Bogdanovich was not viewed as a great defender when they acquired him, the two the last two seasons he really improved to really be an above-average defender. And we've seen the exact same transformation from T.J. Warren. He's a bucket getter. He's going to get you 20 on most nights, but he's been accepting some of the challenge to get some really good wings. And, I mean, he's I don't know the deflection numbers offhand, but it, it feels like just watching that he's getting his hands on a lot of balls. And so that's one of the things I'll go back to the way we started the conversation with kind of Pacers defense and, and Dan Burke. Guys can come to Indiana not having defensive reputations, and they get better defensively. And so he is a good, solid player, but he was just craving meaningful basketball. So many games played for Phoenix, as you mentioned. Why play 82? I think he was kind of done. Phoenix, they were – Maybe done with him, but I guess that's that's to me that's a fault on Phoenix, not on TJ. And and he has spoken numerous times about how much he just loves kind of the personality of the team and and playing games that matter. 
Last one for me, Jeremiah, and I appreciate your time, of course. Uh, tell me about Victor. We're obviously very familiar with him here. I don't believe there's any sort of an update uh, on a timetable when you expect him back, but it seems like from what I've seen from the outside looking in, he's very present. He's there every day. Uh, I, I don't know if he's turning it into you know, sort of a, a coaching mentorship type experience here, this injury, but uh, just tell me about Victor's relationship with the franchise, with the city, and when we can expect him to see, uh, to see him back on the floor. Well, I mentioned the end of last season, and he was in Miami doing a lot of the rehab for uh, the injury, and that was one of the biggest things that this team missed was that personality because they didn't have him there to kind of help. So he's been around. He's kind of sharing that positivity, the feathery attitude that he likes to talk about. Oh, yes. And still no word on the timetable, but I will say he did some full court in the last week or so that he had not done up to this point, and he talked yesterday. He really didn't want to expand upon you know, how he was doing specifically, but um, he's doing more and more every single day. And it just feels like that, you know, he's on a path where he's exceeding the expectations in terms of a timeline. We should know more in a couple of weeks when they visit with the doctor, but you'll see him in plenty of cutaways on Saturday night because especially the home games, he's there. And uh, sometimes they have to keep him off the off the court because he gets so uh, rambunctious and he wants to get out there and, and celebrate. He hasn't moved on from feathery yet. We're still doing the feathery thing. Yeah, I think so. There may be some new patented <laughs> trademarks here when he comes back from injury, but we'll have to see. Right now, Feathery is still his thing. Oh, I uh, love Vic. And, uh, and look, Feathery, it can, it can stick around for a little while. It's not like anybody, uh, you know, hijacked it. It is, yeah. He, he might as well. You got to go with what everybody knows. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Jeremiah Johnson, you can follow him on Twitter, at JJFSIndiana, Pacers pregame, postgame host, sideline reporter for Fox Sports Indiana, and friend of Dante Marcatelli. Thanks, Jeremiah. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Uh, have a good one. We'll catch up down the road, okay? All right, Jake, thanks for the time. You got it, man. And again, a big thanks to Jeremiah Johnson. We'll duck a break in here. First, I got to tell you about the Black Friday City Edition jerseys. Black Friday goes orange. The all-new Orlando Magic City Edition jersey is bold, different, and daring. And if you've seen it, you know that ain't a lie. Take yours home on Black Friday and receive a free blanket with a jersey purchase while supplies last. Visit the Orlando Magic Team Shop at Amway Center on Friday, November 29th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and get ready to rep the ORL. I got to get my hands on one of those jerseys because they are, as the kids say, I think, fire. Those jerseys are fire is uh, the best way to describe them. More Magic Drive time when we come back. We'll bounce around the NBA a little bit, and I'll give you a couple keys to a Magic W, especially all banged up tomorrow night in Indianapolis. Jake Chapman here with you. Magic Drive time, 96.9 The Game. When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Show your pride for Magic above all as the Orlando Magic face the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday, December 11th. See the team take on LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the rest of the Lakers during their only visit to Amway Center. You won't want to miss this matchup. Throws up ahead to Isaac and look at the tomahawk. Buy your tickets now at OrlandoMagic.com to see the Magic play the Lakers. Wednesday, December 11th. It's big games above all. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you got to do what you got to do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. 
So if there's something you want to do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do the do. I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, or visit rpfunding.com. Terms and conditions apply. See website in MLS 70168, equal housing. Hey, Magic fans. When the Magic win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. The day after a Magic win, get 50% off regular menu price online orders at papajohns.com when you use the promo code MAGICWIN. That's right. Celebrate a Magic win the next day with 50% off online orders at Papa John's. And don't miss a shot. Track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's, official pizza of the Orlando Magic. Offer good online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee, and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer. This is Jonathan Isaac from Orlando Magic, celebrating big wins and the work that gets you there. For those who use disappointments, turning them into opportunities to learn, to grow, and to thrive. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday. The experts at Evan Hill support you. For proving, we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Advent Health. Feel whole. Exciting news, Magic fans and pasta lovers. Olive Garden and the Orlando Magic have teamed up for a delicious giveaway. When the Magic make three or more dunks during a home game, everyone in attendance receives an offer for buy one entree, get one free. Just open your Magic app after the game to receive the voucher. So grab your tickets for the opportunity to score this mouthwatering deal. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof. This is DJ Augustine of the Orlando Magic. You're listening to Magic Drive Time on Orlando's Sports Leader 96.9 The Game. And welcome back into Magic Drive Time. Jake Chapman here with you in our Magic Studios. Big thanks to Jeremiah Johnson from Fox Sports Indiana for stopping by there in that first segment. Good information from him. So good that I took him way long, and I've got about 45 seconds left here in this second segment. And I just want to talk real quick about Mo Bamba. I'm hoping Mo sees this opportunity with Nick Vucevic out as a chance for him to show us all who he is. Show us all why he deserved to be the sixth overall pick in the draft. And also, just just kind of relax. Just go out and do what you've been doing your entire life. What made you the sixth overall pick in the draft? I think right now, the wheels are turning a little too fast in Mo's head. Relax, Mo. You're going to be here for a long time. You're going to be in this league for a long time. Go out there and ball. Have 
fun, and the rest can take care of itself. Big thanks to Jeremiah Johnson for joining me. Magic Pacers tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Magic Radio Network will have the pregame at 6.30. Have a great weekend, everybody. When it comes to the best diamonds at the best prices in Florida, Magic fans choose International Diamond Center. It's why IDC has earned the title Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic year after year. IDC dominates the competition every day with a massive inventory of hand-selected diamonds, literally thousands of designer rings, an unparalleled selection of fashion jewelry, the guaranteed best values in America, and the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry. Learn more at shopidc.com slash gomagic, where Magic fans shop for jewelry. Be there live when the Orlando Magic take on the Houston Rockets on Friday, December 13th at Amway Center. Come see Magic above all as DJ Augustine, Jonathan Isaac, and the team battle James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the rest of the Rockets. It's your one shot to see them in O-Town. Buy your tickets now at orlandomagic.com to see the Magic play the Rockets Friday, December 13th. You won't want to miss this big game.